With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere, back at it on a Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. No need for applause. It is the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. And your dreams have come true eight days a week. Benjamin is in the house. So they called me back when I was a DJ, Danny. They called me Benjamin back in the day. Wrong. Yeah. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Well, that could be true. But it, it's the Sunday podcast, and that means, Danny, you know what that means. I got my toy. I got I to gotta play with it. Trouble, 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 trouble. No, it's not where we say. And uh, we say bye-bye. No, we're not saying bye-bye because we, we, never, we never say bye-bye, right? We don't believe in that. No days off, Danny. Correct? Correct. I'll add in my own drop right here. Next thing I know, I just saw this white thing flying at my face. Oh, yeah? I'm going to add mine right here. It's political bullshit. That's what I'm saying right there. Oh, it's a drop battle. It's a drop <laughs> battle. You want you want a drop battle? Okay. Oh. Yeah, right there. Oh, yeah, I'll take this. What is still wrong with the Clippers? <laughs> oh, you better watch out. You better not shout. Liar! That's right. You evil, evil man. <laughs> Some people do dance battles. We do drop battles. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And really, when you think about it, you're not that guy, pal. Trust me. Yeah. You're not that guy. Exactly. And uh, with the first pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jags select Danny G Radio. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Marcus Mariano. Mariotto. <laughs> Enjoyable there. And uh, we also love uh, we love the hits. We love the classics when it comes to the show, including uh, Star Wars. Does anyone enjoy this as much as I do? I don't know. I, I, I just hitting, hitting random buttons here. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Wow. I'm having a good time here. <laughs> I don't know if you listening is having a good time, but I'm, I'm enjoying. It. All right, let's get to the let's get to the star of the show, the main event, Danny. What do you say here? You ready to do this? Let's do it. All right, here we go. This is great. Strike up the band. Ben's Well, thanks to our buddy Ohio Al for making that male song long, long ago, and here we are still playing it on the radio today because it's perfect it's the perfect way to start the mailbag and these are actual questions sent in by actual listeners of the show there were no made-up questions here no clowns at, at all got involved in this. so these are actual emails from actual members of the Mallard militia or postings on the facebook page and we'd love to have you join the mailbag family 
That would be really cool. And the way you do it, you can send a message in right now. You don't have to wait. You can email me right now, realfifthhour at gmail.com, realfifthhour at gmail.com. That's spell it out, R-E-A-L-F-I-F-T-H, hour, H-O-U-R, at gmail.com. Or you can wait till Tuesday. I post the message on Facebook, and then we welcome in the messages you can post right now. You've got mail. Yes, we do. Dave in Mill Valley kicks us off here. He says, Ben, has your wife ever listened to the radio show or the fifth hour podcast? If she has, what does she think? And if she has it, would she be pleased or dismayed if she did? Uh, same question for Danny Ghirardelli uh, and his Tinderoni. So I'll go first. Now, we've talked about this, Danny, in the past when you were giving advice on the radio. Uh, anybody that's worked in the radio business knows when you first start dating a, a young woman, I assume it works the same way the other way, but I only know the women part. So when you date a young woman and all that, uh, they're very excited when you, they find out you work in radio and they listen to everything you have to say and they want to hear every show. And then after a while, they never listen to anything that you do. They want nothing to do with that. Uh, and as far as my wife, she's the same way, although occasionally she does tell me that she listens to this podcast, actually the Saturday podcast. She likes the Saturday podcast because she says it's the only time I talk about my life. Because as you know, Danny, uh, I get a little burned out talking during the week and I, we record these podcasts near the end of the week. So by the time the weekend comes on, I don't want to talk to anybody. I, I just want to be like a, a magician and vanish. And uh, Houdini. I want to get out of here and uh, not talk and take a vow of silence and all that. But she does listen to the Saturday podcast a little bit because I'll tell stories about her and the and the family and stuff that's going on at the house. But the radio show, she's not a big sportsman. When I first met her, she told me she didn't like talk radio. And the other thing she said, she hated because uh, her dad used to listen to talk radio. She was a little girl growing up. She didn't like it. And then she told me she didn't like TMZ. At the time, I was in the running to run TMZ sports, and she told me she hated TMZ. So it was a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful thing. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, Danny, what, what about your experience? I think you summed it up really well there because I've had the same experience with my Tinderoni right now, except – she does download the fifth hour podcast automatically to her phone. And on her Monday commute, she does listen. Now, I don't know how thorough. I don't know if she listens to the whole show. But for whatever reason, she has radar, Ben. Because whenever you and I tell old stories about stuff we did in our 20s, maybe with other girls and things like that, for some reason, she hears those stories. <laughs> and then I get comments back afterwards. <laughs> and you told her, of course, I'm sure you told your Tinderoni that it is part of the uh, creative process to occasionally mix, intertwine nonfiction and fiction. And you don't know which part is fiction or nonfiction. It's a mosaic. You're painting a word picture on the radio into, into the air and all that stuff. And then she probably comes back and says, hey, Danny. Shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. She's like... Ew, you're never taking me there. I'm not ever going to that place with you. Yeah. Well, that is true. You have certain places with uh, someone you're dating, and then you can't, you can't, it's like Ghostbusters. You don't cross the stream. Yeah. Whatever you, you do. Stay away from those places, anyways. And I always tell her, I'm like, you know what? From the very first kiss we had, it magically erased all the other women I ever kissed or had anything to do with. So you don't have to worry about that because once we kissed, it erased everything. I, it, my memory erased. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like uh, the the neuralizer from Men in Black with <laughs> with uh, Agent was it Agent K, right? Yeah. Once okay. you're neuralized, there you, you you freeze your eyes, you lose focus, and then all of a sudden you erase all the memories. Yes. Just Wasn't like that that Will Smith guy in that movie? Oh, he'll slap you. That's right. That if they made Men in Black now, he would just come over. Will would just slap you across the face, and you'd lose all your memory. Slap. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, man. And we all oh, be awesome. It would be so cool. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to be making that movie. Now, Will Smith has been banned from the Academy Awards, but he can still win. Is he still eligible to win? How is that a bad thing? He doesn't have to get dressed up in a 
in a penguin suit and go, go out there. And... He pulled himself out, though, remember? So maybe he can't be nominated then because of how he pulled himself out of the Academy, remember? Now, he's been pretty good at generating revenue for the movie studios. Does this help him or hurt him? Or will we hear from him again? I, I'm not a big movie guy, but you know, I know I know in the media business, any publicity is good publicity and and all yeah. that. But in America, we love to see our stars crash and burn. And then a little bit later down the road, we like a good comeback story. A la Tiger Woods. Is that still true though? I thought we're we're still I don't know about that. Is that still oh? a thing? Yeah. You think it's just it's just burn and stay burned? Yeah, I think it's now scorched earth. It's completely burn it, burn it up, man. That's what you got to do. I think I, I don't know. I hope I'm, I'm wrong on that, but uh, will will would definitely have a future if they want to make a, well, he was, what, what was the boxing movie? He was in a boxing movie. Wasn't oh, Muhammad he? Ali. Oh yeah. The Muhammad Ali movie. So they could, you could make like, uh, have they made a Mike Tyson movie? Uh, is that, is that a thing yet without? I don't think so. So they could have him do that. That's an option. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. So we'll keep an eye on that. All right. Uh, next up on the uh, mail bag, these are actual questions from actual listeners of the Fifth Hour Podcast. And we answer these questions right here. It's amazing. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. That's right. Uh, next up is Tammy in Montana. And uh, Tammy says, hey, Ben. And Danny G, clarification on my Tommy's chili dog experience. Yeah, we were wondering, like, there's no Tommy's in Montana. Yeah. So what the hell was that all about? Were we being uh, hornswoggled, led astray by our friend Tammy in Montana? Well, she's here to explain that her friend purchased frozen hot dogs and frozen chili from Tommy's website and had them shipped to Montana. Okay. That was one of your guesses. All right. So I got that right. And I, uh, I'm surprised. I wonder what that tastes like. Cause there's a, one of my favorite delis is in Manhattan and they send the pastrami around the country. And I'm like, I don't know. This is going to taste that good. If I get it and I have to put it together and all that, I don't know. Am I going to say uh, to that? I don't know. Uh, Tammy uh, says, Ben, I was wondering what happened to hideous Helen's childhood. Here we go again, Danny. Here we go. You got warring factions, Montana versus the state of Florida. What, what is going on with this? Uh, these people have never met each other, but they are very upset uh, with each other. And it's uh, it's the not Melissa loves a good rumble. Yeah. Uh, so the email uh, goes, uh, I was wondering what happened to hideous Helen's childhood that she is so delusional power couple, powerfully narcissistic. Yes, there is only one power couple. That's the humble Leslie and Jack. How delusional Helen is to think her favorite restaurant, Golden Corral, is a fine dining steakhouse. Shots fired. Helen is a narcissistic liar who needs to self-enhance to feel better about her pathetic white trash life. Wow. Have a great weekend. You guys deserve it. Signed, Tammy in Montana. Man. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for that, uh, Tammy. Man. Uh, all right. Uh, next up is the uh, rebuttal from Helen and Stu in Palmetto Bay. And uh, this email starts. Ben and uh, Danny, G, hold on a sec. See, I don't want Helen to send me a nasty message, uh, Danny, because I didn't give her the proper the proper salute. So let me uh, let me take care of that right now. Here we go. Uh, I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! All right. Uh, here we go. It says a few comments and a question about your glue couple. Cam Newton laid a few eggs this week, preferring his women uh, yeah. know how to cook and know when to keep quiet. Why was that such a big deal? Like, who cares if Cam Newton wants women to serve? I, like, what's the, I don't understand that sexist i saw a lot of comments saying hey this dude has like seven kids out of wedlock 
Maybe he should get married if he wants the traditional oh, he, arrangement. He likes to pretend, you know, the, the marriage, pro- he likes to, the relationship process, he enjoys the uh, stooping part of that. He's a big fan of that. <laughs> and apparently uh, the, there's a lot of empty nets there uh, for him. Uh, he's put the, the biscuit in the basket uh, multiple times there. Anyway, uh, Helen says, Mr. Newton, you sexist free agent clown show as a sports savvy woman who knows how to bake and cook and not keep quiet like now. If it's the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl and you're down one score and you fumble and the ball's bouncing around at your feet like my home-cooked roast, you're not supposed to react like a Beverly Hills housewife who just saw a mouse run into the kitchen. Fall on the damn ball. No risk it, no Super Bowl biscuit. That's a good line. <laughs> Solid line. That is the defining moment of Cam Newton as an NFL player. That's it. For me on the show, though, I, there were so many funny things that Cam Newton did on our radio show during the early years there. He had, remember he had the Rosie the Riveter rant? Oh, that's right. There, there was a, a game he played also in Nashville, and some woman wrote a, a letter to the newspaper there complaining about Cam Newton's chest puffs, pelvic thrust, and arrogant struts. I stole that line. I used that line about a lot of people over the years. And my favorite Cam Newton story of all time, you remember this, Danny, from working on the show, was when Carolina was struggling in 2012 and with a seemingly straight face. I can't believe it's been 10 years since this happened. But Cam Newton decided that the key to the Carolina Panthers, turning things around at that time, was a suggestion box in the locker room that (laughs) – you could blindly leave suggestions on how to pro- improve the team. That was, that was a 10. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things that I have ever seen because I have my own experiences. We've talked about this in the past. If you knew the show with the suggestion box, I worked at a radio station program director came in said, Hey, I don't care. You know, you guys can write whatever you want. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to, I don't want to know. I just want to know what you're upset about with the radio station. So, of course, some of the producers who were making shit money and did not like the uh, programming on the radio station wrote letters in, and uh, then it was it was on. You know, it was... <laughs> I'm not exaggerating, by the way. I'm not... How come I'm not on the schedule this week? Oh, it was so... This will not end there. This is still going. It's still going. There it is. Finally ended. All right. Uh, but no, the, the, the point is the guy said, do whatever you want. We don't care. And then yeah. it was a police interrogation. He brought everyone in one by one at the radio station until he found out who sent the letter in. And yeah. the guy got let go. And then he, he ended up selling real estate. I think he made a lot of money in real estate uh, was the, the guy that was one of the producers. So. Speaking of Star Wars, it's that famous line. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Oh, it was, it was hilarious. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Anyway, Helen's email continues. Boys, speaking of NFL quarterbacks, Eddie, do just enough work to get paid. Garcia's Steelers quarterback, uh, Dwayne Haskins, died this week. Uh, wow. Uh, you would think in a perfect world, a garbage time quarterback would be uh, hit and killed by a wait for it. A garbage. Time. Well, Helen, come on. It's not right. Helen. That's mean, in poor taste. That's uh, how dare you? Uh, anyway, she says from last week's mailbag, if there is one woman who knows hot dogs, it's Tammy in Montana. So uh, Helen uh, getting a shot in at Tammy. She says, rest in peace. Gilbert Gottfried, a funny Jew. That is true. Uh, ben, in closing, a quick three-part follow-up question for Danny G. Danny, Helen writes, per your entertaining Donald Trump story, number one, did you get the raise? Number two, since Trump called the show on his personal cell phone, did you capture his phone number on caller ID? And number three, if so, have you ever drunk dialed <laughs> the number? Uh, uh, let's see. Peace out, Helen and Stu, Palmetto Bay, Florida. Well, no, yes, and no. I haven't drunk dialed. Wait, wait. You have Donald Trump's personal cell phone number? I I have the number. I have the number. You have a former president's phone number. Don't know if it's working uh, or not right now. I could try it, I guess. We could get Trump on the podcast. Wait a minute here. You could uh, could do a sit-down interview with Trump. Hey, call him. Hey, Mr. Former President. It's uh, Danny G. Uh, You told me I'd get a raise. I didn't get a raise, but I want to have you on. Uh, Think of the download. Yes. No, our boss, I remember after the first interview, he told me, man, that was awesome. I got emails congratulating me and Clay and uh, from both bosses. I thought, well, this, I guess, is the raise right here. Wrong. And then after the second interview where Trump admitted that he said I should get a raise, I thought, well, this will seal the deal. I'm definitely going to get a raise. And it didn't happen. Well, it's in the mail. It's in the mail. It might have been lost in the mail, but it's in the mail. That's cool. I did not realize you had Donald Trump's phone number. That's that's next level. Maybe the phone he was using uh, belonged to the White House. I'm not sure. But so it seemed I, like it seemed like his personal phone, the way he was the way he was just kicking it on the phone. Yeah, I went through my contacts list the other day randomly, and I was like, wow, there's a lot of people in here that aren't alive anymore. That was uh, that was the eye opener here. That, that's always the, I never I never take anyone's number out of my phone when they die. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like that, that's my tribute. I saw the great Frank's number in my phone. Oh, Frank Pollock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the big codpiece, Frank. <laughs> you know, there's still his memorial. Um, like the program or whatever? The program, the remembrance. Yeah. We still have that hanging in the studio. And so every right around the Super Bowl every year, we talk about Frank. Oh, uh, yeah, I love Frank. And I mentioned Frank this week on the air. We were talking about John Sterling totally botched a home run call. And Frank, <laughs> I love Frank because he was, he was so quick cat-like reflexes every weekend when frank was my guy we would place the yankee roll call we called it yes and i remember that yeah it was great and we'd go through all right, here's the yankee lineup and we played john sterling home run calls and frank had all of them right there at his fingertips i mean he was good to go on that it was it was pretty cool back in the day uh when i was trying to think uh dead people i have tommy the sorter's number he's uh larry king Nice. Uh, he's in here, the late Larry King. Uh, let's see here. Page down. Page down. I have some – I had a guest. I, he's still alive, this guy, but he's dead to me. The guy that we are supposed to have last week, he didn't uh, <laughs> He didn't get back to us. Let's see who else is checked out. Oh, Jimmy Ray from Tampa Bay, the caller for the show. I have his number. I don't know how – oh, yeah, I got his number when he got sick. I did some, some calls to, to try to cheer him up, and then he passed away. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You got uh, Holler and James in there? I do not have Holler and James' phone number. I do not. Bring back the white women. Bring back the white women. You add that to my list. Uh, Daryl Hamilton. I have his. Uh, you remember Daryl, baseball player Daryl yeah, Hamilton? Yeah. Uh, I did TV with him briefly. He was murdered by a uh, woman. Got a murder. A murder-suicide in Houston. Great guy. Oh, it's starting to get dark. Yeah, I probably should stop.
probably should stop. But uh, I think there's a few others in here that are not going down murder memory lane. I feel like cowboy in Windsor. I'm doing, all right, here's the death report. Uh, this guy died. That guy died. My dentist died. I have Jihadist John's number, not the terrorist, the guy that used to call the radio show, and he quit. He retired from the show randomly, yeah. which was very bizarre. I still don't understand quite how that happened, but it did, and uh, whatever. What, uh, good luck. Uh, all right, moving. Mail, motherfucker. Pierre from Springfield, Massachusetts, writes, and he says this pandemic, has spawned the birth of online ordering and in-store pickup or curbside pickup. An East Coast competitor of Costco is called BJ's Wholesale Club. While BJ's offers online order and same-day pickup, Costco here does not. While I'm sure you would not partake in curbside pickup because you wouldn't be able to grab your samples, does Costco on the West Coast offer online ordering an in-store pickup, or do you utilize the service at other uh, stores? So I, I've, I've never used that. Like I, I, well, I do know the Costco near the Maller Mansion, they have a bunch of lockers in the front where they leave orders. So they do have in-store pickup. And I'm, I'm not sure about the online. I don't know how all that other stuff works. I've, I've really not partaken in that. Have you bought anything in that area, Danny? Are you familiar with that? No, no Costco for us is one of those stores where half the experience is going in and walking all those big aisles. Yeah, for sure. And you, you want to see stuff you haven't seen. They, they usually have products that aren't there that long. They have temporary things that come in. And so, and, and the samples, which are kind of back, but it's not the same. They're back like on a small part-time basis. Yeah. I mean, before very, very hit and miss. And, and it's really sad, Ben, because as you know, you could, you know, kind of make at least an appetizer run at Costco back in the day. Oh, back in the old days, I would go there and that was before I was fasting all the time and I would go there and I'd make the rounds. I'd be fighting. My, my wife would be so upset with me because I'd be fighting like old Asian women, old dudes uh, and, uh, you know, fighting these grandmothers and grandpas to try to get samples at Costco. And she'd be like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Who the hell? Can't stop that. It's just food. You know, I you look like you've never eaten before. And, uh, that whole thing. Uh, but I love the people who pretend like they're going to buy the product. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that. There's that move. Like you start engaging the sample person. Like, well, tell me more about the product. And then they have all the talking points. Yeah. So then they're like, OK, so this is the the way, you know, the product started here, blah, blah, blah. You know, that whole thing. And you're like, well, what, what, the, what, you know, come on. And you really just want the food. But the yeah. cool thing is when somebody does engage, that distracts the sample person. So then you can come in for the kill shot and get more of the food. Yeah. So you're not even paying attention to the fact that you're there for thirds. It's like magic. The key to magic is distraction. You must distract the eye. And once you distract the eye, you're good to go on that. And so that's, that's the key. Anyway, uh, thank you, Pierre, for that. I am looking forward when I go on my Midwest East coast sojourn, I do plan. I don't think my wife knows this yet, but I do plan on going to Costco's in every city I visit. Cause I have heard, and I, I, our guys in Canada, I think it was in Vancouver, a listener in Vancouver pointed out that they have chicken fingers in the, uh, the food area at Costco. So I was like, oh, I got to see what they have. Like maybe in Wisconsin, they have cheese curds or something like that or, or poutine or something like that. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they have. I'll be there. Wow. All right. Uh, next up. Here we You've go. got mail. Uh, we have Barry from Nashville says, yo, yo, ma, Benny. Is there any line where Dave Roberts would allow a pitcher who had a perfect game to continue pitching? Like if he was in the eighth and at 120 pitches, does he still pull him? <laughs> and he goes, he says, sorry if my tornado story was too dark. No, your tornado story was not, not too dark, but you know, we have no tornado experience. We're not, you're the tornado veteran. We're not the tornado veterans here at all. Uh, your opinion of Dave Roberts performance, Danny G. Well, I like that spot. He was in there, Ben. I like that spot he was in. Um, <laughs> uh, he did this to Rich Hill 
And I remember we hated on him on the air for doing it to Rich back then because you only have maybe one, two tops opportunities like this in your entire career if you're Clayton Kershaw. And what, there's been thousands upon hundreds of thousands of baseball games over the years, and there's only been 23 perfect games. Yeah, and there's been like 400 no-hitters. There's a lot of no-hitters, but perfect game, 23 of those, and there should be 24, but Galarraga, the Tigers got hosed by Jim Joyce, the umpire there in Detroit. But the, the thing that was annoying, I mentioned this on the show the other night, I did a rant about it, is that there are so many young fans, like you're younger than us, Danny, that this is all they know. They they expect their players to be lazy. They expect their players to be soft. That's what they know. And they, they, they genuinely believe this is the way. And you hear the old timers, and they just roll their eyes at this, and they're like, well, Reggie Jackson, Mr. October, a nemesis of the Dodgers when he was at the Yankees those, yeah. those years. And Reggie Jackson is goofing on the Dodgers. And what are you doing? This is where I would love Nolan Ryan to get in a room with Dave Roberts and just slap him across the face. Yeah. Can we get, we should get Nolan Ryan on the show. We should track down Nolan Ryan and see if he would come on and explain pitching. And that, that'll be, or if uh, you know, we should Mike Marshall's another guy, the pitching Mike Marshall, if he's still around, I think he's still around. He's getting up there in age. I believe he's still around and he's talked about this in the past and stuff. So and some of those old timers, and it, we'll just do a uh, point by point on air with we'll make like a Venn diagram, an audio Venn diagram mm-hmm. of why it is Fugazi. What is going on right now? And the people running baseball are mama Luke's and all of sports. This disease has infiltrated all of sports laziness. It's the mindset had always been go above and beyond the call of duty that, it was a badge of honor. Now it is a badge of honor to be like the cliche of a DMV employee, a government worker doing the bare minimum and yeah. nothing extra. And that's it. Then we have worked until we literally have laryngitis. Can you imagine if you were on a word count with your voice? Yeah. <laughs> and no, the no, boss I, was yeah. like, you know, Ben, you hit 50,000 words on yesterday's show. Uh, I'm going to have to sit you. Brian knows coming in tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, ben, you've done three podcast. You've done three monologues and three podcasts. That's enough. Uh, we want to save you for the football season. So <laughs> we're going to you know, rest up a little bit. We don't want you to get laryngitis. It's, it's ridiculous. And Kershaw, what? Is, I, I know Kershaw was towing the company line to a point. But what are you doing? I mean, his line there that it would have been wow. selfish. One of the most outrageous quotes I've ever heard from a professional athlete, a Hall of Fame pitcher, Clayton Kershaw, saying it would have been selfish to throw a perfect game. If I'm Kershaw, I would have shook Roberts off. I would have told him, get off my mound, dude. Bye. Yeah, yeah. I I really like myself in this spot. Take that for data. Put that in your pipe. And the thing about it, too, is Kershaw saying it's selfish. That's another thing. In the old days, it was, it was something, it was a feather in the cap for starting pitchers to go all the way because you saved the bullpen. And one of the biggest problems with baseball today and something that the, the geniuses that are running Major League Baseball have not figured out is these teams burn through their bullpen. They use the relief pitchers too much. There's a certain amount. Once they, they, the league sees them, they become less effective. And then at the trade deadline, there's a mad dash to get relief pitchers because you've burned through your bullpen. And now you got to bring relief pitchers in from somebody else, uh, somebody else's team. And that it's, it's trickled down because the starters don't go long in the game. They're not expected to go long in the game. They believe it's now just like the NBA players believe it's their birthright for load management, starting pitchers. How, it, how dare you? How dare you want me to, to throw over 80 pitches? I mean, oh, my God, who the hell? Stop. Cares? Stop. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify and Amex card member benefits at select events. 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, moving on. Uh, who else do we have here? Uh, radioactive Ryan in Salt Lake City, Utah. This podcast blowing up in Utah. Uh, he says, hey, fifth hour fellas, I was wondering what your favorite underdog sports event is. I was too young to remember the 1980 miracle on ice. So I am going with the Giants spoiling the Patriots undefeated season. Please tell us your selection, F. Altuve and Screw Correa. So the one that popped into my head here, Radioactive Ryan, involves the Patriots, but it was before the Patriots became good. In the early days of Fox Sports Radio, to me, the greatest upset I had seen had been the Patriots with Tom Brady and nobody, a backup, beating the greatest show on turf, the mighty St. Louis Rams and Kurt Warner and all those bazookas that the Rams had. The Rams were the baddest ass team in the NFL. And the fact that the Patriots, who had a water gun, Knocked out a team that had 17 bazookas is, is stunning. So I have that Patriots who were not at that point, a dynasty by any means beating the, the Rams, the, the greatest show on turf. Uh, what about you, Danny? Anything pop into your head there? Yeah. The first thing that pops in my mind is when I was a kid watching Matumbo on the floor. Oh yeah. Up in the air. Yeah. 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 Was, the Sonics? Was it the Sonics? They beat? I, was it a Nuggets? Play? I think it was okay. a Nuggets, and the Sonics were the number one seed, I think. Okay, I'll have to look that up. But, yeah, that was a big underdog moment, and there's that great shot of him crying on the floor, lifting the basketball up with both arms. Yeah, that, that, is, that is great. I, I think it was Nuggets against George Carl, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, and the Supersonics. That's the memory I have in my head. And then the, more recently – those are old. More recently would be the University of Maryland, Baltimore beating Virginia uh, first and only 16 seed to beat a number one seed. Although Virginia was not like an all time great number one seed, but still you talk about a uh, surprise motherfucker. That was one right there. Yeah, That, uh, that was it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. 1994, the Nuggets made NBA history with a shocking upset over the Supersonics in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. 30 years. The victory marked the first time a number eight seed had won a series against a number one seed in the NBA playoffs. And George Carl is going to the Hall of Fame now, the coach of that Sonics team. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ozzy Momentum says, couple of questions, guys, uh, or lads, as they say in Australia. Who is your favorite movie assassin spy? Uh, John Wick, James Bond, Jason Bourne or Ethan Hunt. So I'm a traditionalist. I'm going to go with James Bond, who's been around, although the Bond franchise has taken a couple of turns here recently that I don't, I don't know that is right. Uh, I don't agree with it. But but overall, for a lifetime achievement, James Bond. Uh, then I would have Jason Bourne, 
uh, on there. What, what about you, Danny G? Yeah, I think I would go with Matt Damon in this spot. The okay. born identity. I kind of always liked that storyline where he didn't exactly remember or know why he was doing what he was doing or how he got trained to be such a badass killer. That was always a nice element to that movie. Yeah. He also says who would win a fight, Ozzy Momentum, of the Tasmanian Devil and Marvin the Martian. All right. So the, who would have a competitive advantage here? So the, I think the Tasmanian Devil, in the name of the character, it has devil. So I am going to go with the Tasmanian Devil over the iconic Marvin the Martian. <laughs> the speed and the veracity of the Tasmanian Devil would take out Marvin the Martian. I was more concerned about him giving me a double fist. Uh, Mike from Fullerton says, what do you think is more impressive? The more impressive streak. The Clippers 11 straight winning seasons or the Kings 16 straight, the Sacramento Kings 16 straight losing seasons. Well, this is easy. You understand. I was a Clipper guy when they would never make the play. They had the longest streak. I think they never made the playoffs in San Diego. They left Buffalo, hadn't made the playoffs in Buffalo. Uh, and they went to San Diego, never made the playoffs, went to LA, never made the playoffs. They were the ones that had the record before the Kings. So the fact that the Clipper franchise came from that, and now they are a playoff team just about every year. Wrong. Wrong again. It blows me away. The Clippers are every year they have a shot. They have a shot. They have a spin of the roulette wheel. And I know firsthand that if you suck at your job, the Sacramento Kings, you it's, it's actually not that hard to miss the playoffs if you don't know what you're doing year after year. So I, I, it's become more difficult lately because of the play-in tournament. You get a second chance, and there's 10 teams that get in, kind of. But, no, I'm going to go with the Clippers. You got crickets. That's all we got. What's wrong with your Clippers? <laughs> what is still wrong with the Clippers? <laughs> How dare you, Danny G? You get nothing. You lose. Uh, Travis in Roseburg, Oregon, says, knowing your affinity for mascots, is Dylan the Pickle your alter ego slash sidekick? Well, I would love to meet Dylan the Pickle. And my wife has a friend that lives in Portland, one of her girlfriends. So I might, I might have to make it. I was offered. I don't know if it was a fake offer. I was offered a chance to go out and throw out the first pitch at a pickle game. So I might have to take them up on that. If I end up in Portland, I'll have to look at their schedule and I can hang out with Dylan the Pickle. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, when you got to travel a little bit with the Dodgers, did you ever have any run-ins with the Philly Fanatic? No, I'm uh, Billy the Marlin, Mr. Met, uh, those mascots, Bernie Brewer. Those okay. are some of the ones I hung. I did not hang out. I, the Philly Fanatic is the gold standard, the, the greatest of all time, the GOAT. But I did not get to hang out with the Philly Fanatic. One of the coolest nights with mascots, the Clippers, when they unveiled Chuck the Condor. Oh, boy, Chuck. The great mascot, Chuck the Condor. And so they had a mascot birthday celebration. So they had the mascots of these other NBA teams and random teams that popped up. So I have photos with the Memphis Grizzlies mascot, the Sacramento Kings lion, like all these random masks. It was the funniest thing, Danny, because I'm walking around the bowels of Staples Center and these guys in these mascot costumes are sweating like pigs. And these, so they're on break in the back. And I'm like, hey, can you put your helmet? Can you put your hat on? Because I want to take a photo. <laughs> uh, and, and so I got a bunch of bunch of random photos. Of Speaking of the Denver Nuggets, how about that time they're lying? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Was lowered down from the ceiling and fainted inside the costume yeah, and the, like a yeah dead corpse on the floor and the dancers still did their dance routine around the dead corpse yeah yeah it was it was like out of a devil movie or something like that like the women the beautiful young women are shaking their ass and, and the mascot body is limp and it's it's being brought down the music's playing fireworks are going off uh, it's a great YouTube uh, clip. It's hilarious. Rocky the Mountain Lion was dead. Just Google it. Oh, that was hilarious. That was an all-timer.
That was <laughs> that's right up there. That's better than when the remember the Mariner Moose got bitten, bitten by uh or, or no broke his leg. Wait, wait, broke his leg. Was that yeah. the one? The guy in the grounds crew in Seattle got bitten by something, a uh, cat or something, a feral cat, but the the uh the Mariner Moose like broke his leg. It's funny because when you when you're a mascot and you get hurt, people don't realize they, they think it's an act. They don't think you're actually hurt. They're laughing. Yeah. They think yeah. it's part of the routine. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Our next one is from somebody. I didn't sign the name. It says Ben Maller. Uh, what the F's up comrade. Do you think we need to limit the amount of money on American can have or make? No, no, I don't want somebody limiting how much I can make. I don't want to limit how much somebody else can make. I don't believe in that. And it's been proven in many, many countries over the years that have tried that it does not work. It's a bad road to go down. We talked about Nick Saban this week. I did a monologue. Nick wants everyone at Alabama to get the same name image like this. That's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. And it's been proven in countries that have done that. They've had like a flat, a flat rate salary, for example, what it leads to is corruption because the only way to get more money is to use corruption to get more money. It's political corruption is what always happens hundred percent of the time. Cause the people are like, well, I need more money. I can't make more money because I'm capped out. Uh, and, and so I, you should make more depending on what you do and things. I, I I'm a big believer that Jennifer in Virginia writes in, Oh, she had a, I don't think this was for the air. She says, uh, when I'm in Virginia, if well, we can do a Maller meet and greet before you, uh, fly home, give me a tight schedule with the wife. Uh, yeah, I'd like to make that happen, Jennifer. I, I was talking about just down from you in, in the northern part of North Carolina, which is just below the Virginia border there, doing something. But I have nowhere, I don't really know that area. I don't know any restaurants to go to or anything like that. So I was asking some of our guys in North Carolina about that. I think I will have a car, a rental car. So I will be able to drive around a little bit. And I might want to get away for a couple hours. The problem is I'm out in the boondocks. And so if I spend three hours driving over to a big city, I don't know that that's going to work. Cause then I'll get in trouble. Cause then it turns out to be like an eight hour trips, three hours there, two hours at the event and three hours on the way back. I don't want to do that. Cause that's, that is a recipe for, uh, yeah. For divorce. Yeah, exactly. For, Marital strife is what that is a uh, difficulty for uh, Vols fan. Jimmy says uh, from big orange, uh, you've got mail, big orange country. He says, how old were you when you quit trick or treating? And what was your go-to costume? I feel like we've been asked this before. Uh, I was somewhere around junior high school. I would say seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade, somewhere around there. And I had many different, costumes i had a variety of costumes depending on the year my mom was very good with sewing and she she showed me a clown costume which was appropriate because i got in the radio one year uh <laughs> i was a bum uh an honoring weed man even though i didn't know it uh i was a <laughs> police officer when i was a little kid all kinds of random stuff what, what about you danny well i'll tell you the one costume that i waited and waited on forever my grandmother promised me uh, when I was in kindergarten, that she was going to sew a Spidey costume together for me. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. She never did. She oh, never did. Every year. Every year with her damn sewing machine, which was basically her version of a treadmill that was a, a clothes holder. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah she yeah. just threw stuff on top of her sewing table. She never made anything. Although she tortured me and my older brother by dragging us into those stupid stores that sell patterns and yarn and all that crap. Yeah. We wanted to kill ourselves, shoot ourselves in the head with a nail gun. Anytime she took us into those stores. <laughs> it's not a place for kids. That's uh, no, you know, no not. kid wants to go to a store like that. Yeah. Let's go look at patterns kids for things. I'm never going to sew. Yeah. What is going on here? Danny? Make it stop. Make it stop. There you go. Stop. <laughs> That's know. the one costume I wanted as a little kid that I never got. So instead, I remember my mom dressed me up as a gingerbread man. A gingerbread man? Yeah, and I'm like, why? Well, like, because it's easy? Because it sucks? What's your problem? <laughs> so all the other kids can point at you and say, look at that loser. Yeah, there goes the gingerbread man. Thanks, yeah. mom. 
We suck again. All right, we'll end on that note. Anything to promote here, Danny? You're back at Fox Sports Radio later today on this glorious Sunday. What do you got going on today? That's right. We are going to stir shit up with Covino and Rich this afternoon. And then uh, the warm-up to your show is going to be Plank and Spanier. Oh, Laker fans! Uh, so I'll see you this afternoon and this evening right before the Ben Maller live show. Yes, the gang will be assembled for the late night radio fun in the broadcasting dojo. Smoke weed every day. He will be there, I understand, and everyone else on the show as well. And we'll all... At many athletes who failed to accomplish what they wanted to accomplish this weekend, the human drama of athletic competition. All right. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Thanks for supporting the podcast. I do mean that a lot. It's awesome. It's wonderful. It's great. And we'll keep doing the podcast. You guys listen. I think we're not going to do it, Danny, if nobody listens. But the, the numbers are up, right? The numbers have gone up. People are liking the podcast. So our bosses are very happy. So we would like to keep them like that. All right. Have a great rest of your Sunday, and we will catch you on the radio, terrestrial radio, the old-fashioned way. I will tonight, Danny, all day, and me all night. We'll catch you then. Asta pasta. Bye, Felicia. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.